Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log podcast. I'm your host, Lex Anderson, here to talk about Yankee baseball. And the tone was set early. Giancarlo Stanton, skyscraper, solo home run, bouncing off the facade in the upper deck, 447 feet, the first of two home runs on the day. Josh Donaldson also hits a home run. Bader, two-run double. Ace pitcher Garrett Cole, 7-plus strong innings. And the Yankees get the 6-3 final score victory over the Chicago Cubs. And I am here now to celebrate it because I want to talk about what happened last night. HBCU Swingman Classic. That was the brainchild of Ken Griffey Jr. But I will talk about that in a minute. Let's first talk about the Yankees. Giancarlo Stanton, again, putting the baseball out into the upper second deck where no one's seen a baseball fly before. Post-game, Aaron Boone, he's in awe. And thankfully, the Yankees also end a three-game losing streak and avoided their third four-game losing streak this season. Unfortunately, without Yankee captain Aaron Judge, they are 14 and 16 since losing him to that torn ligament in his right big toe on June 3rd. However, all aboard the Cole train, choo-choo, ace pitcher Garrett Cole, the ultimate stopper. The Yankees are undefeated when he takes to the mound following a loss, make it 8-0, He's 9-2 on the season. He did allow a two-run home run to former Yankee Mike Talkman, but he only allowed three runs and five hits in seven and one-thirds inning. Great. Stanton literally still trying to get back into the swing of things. It was his first multi-homer game since May of 2022 against the Chicago White Sox. It was also his first home run in the Bronx since April 14th. Talk about a long time coming. For those of you who like the extra special stats, the exit velocity on the home run, 118.1 miles per hour. It was Stanton's hardest hit ball this season and the third hardest hit ball this year behind Atlanta's Matt Olsen, 118.6, and White Sox slugger Jake Berger, 118.2. According to Cole, I've never seen anything like it. He's a strong man, a very, very good strong man. It's a good jolt for us. We love seeing him have success. He works so hard. It was Stanton's second longest home run. The first being a 480-foot drive off of San Francisco's Ross Stripling on April 2nd. Okay, and then Stanton also had a home run in the fifth. It was more of a line drive. The ball hit off the bottom of the right field foul pole. And as Stanton began his home run trot, he stopped that third because once again, the inept, incompetent, and ineffective Major League Baseball umpires can't tell a ball in play from a home run. Thankfully, they reviewed it. They changed it. They twirled their fingers in the air, and he completed his jog. 
thankfully. And what's funny is that Giancarlo Stanton, as I was looking up the research on the stats, a lot of people were saying Stanton would have preferred the triple to the home run. And I'm thinking, no, it's all about the home runs. However, I found out that Stanton's only triple as a Yankee was off of David Price at Fenway Park, April 11th, 2018, in his 12th game as a Yankee. So that's an interesting stat that Giancarlo Stanton only has one triple as a Yankee. But now let's get back to the cold train all aboard. Choo-choo! Again, seven and one-third inning pitch, five hits, three earned run, five Ks, and a walk. I say put him in as the starter for the MLB All-Star Game because Shohei Otani, a.k.a. Showtime, he will not be playing as a pitcher due to a cracked fingernail or blister on his finger. So with that being said, let Cole get it. You know, put him on board. Because the fact of the matter is, Cole is the ultimate stopper for the New York Yankees. Again, undefeated, 8-0 when he takes to the mound following a loss. He is the reason, outside of the bullpen, that the Yankees are still able to keep their season afloat. Remember, 14-16 and 16 without Yankee captain Aaron Judge. In his 19 starts in this first half of the season, ERA of 2.85, a whip of 1.12, innings pitched 117, 123 Ks, 34 walks. What more needs to be said? Even though his ERA, I believe, is fourth in the AL. So, But again, representing the Yankee universe, hashtag RepBX, I'm always going to push for a Yankee player who's doing the damn thing. And Cole is technically the only player from the Yankees going to the All-Star game. So, yeah, give him the start. What What's one inning going to do? It's not going to hurt nobody, right? But what did hurt was yesterday, the Yankees were once again victimized by a former Yankee pitcher, this time Jameson Talion, who tossed eight innings of one-hit ball in a 3-0 shutout of the Yankees in Yankee Stadium, and it was the Chicago Cubs' first ever win at Yankee Stadium, both new and old. So being the sports historian, I have to note it in the annals of sports history, what had occurred on Friday, July 7th, 2023, with the Chicago Cubs getting their first ever win in Yankee Stadium. Again, old and new. When I saw that stat, I honestly thought it was a joke. But to my horror, it was very real. So come to find out, hold on here. Chicago had been 0-12 at Yankee Stadium, old and new. They had lost eight regular season games in the Bronx, plus two games each when the Yankees swept them in the 1932 and 1938 World Series. Mind you, 
Talion entered the game with an ERA of 6.93. Glaber Torres single to center in the first was the only hit. And he got his first victory since June 13th. That's insane. And thank God the offense came alive today. Because that was just devastating. <laughs> Honestly, like absolutely devastating. Like what is going on here with this team, especially on the offensive end and in the lineup? Like even today, even though it was a final score of 6-3, it could have been more. But with the bases loaded, DJ LeMayu, you know, hits into a double, grounds out into a double play. It's like, will he ever come alive? Rizzo, will he ever come alive? Like, again, too many high-priced guys not doing their end. It was good to see Giancarlo Stanton at $32 million this season finally step up to the plate. Post-game interviewers, they're asking him if he feels the need to carry the offense in the lineup in the absence of Yankee captain Aaron Judge. He says he's trying to just go out there and do his job, which he hasn't really been doing a good job of, right? Because... The goal is can the Yankees turn the corner and get on a winning streak? That's why when people were talking about, oh, Domingo Herman, perfect game. This will set the Yankees on course to turn the corner. And I'm like, no, accept it for what it is, a perfect game, because this team with the lineup and the lack of offense has been inconsistent. They've been actually they've been consistently inconsistent. It's crazy. Like, the Yankees from July 7th in 2022 versus now, like, the OPS, they're in 24th, slugging percentage, 0.410, 14th, on-base percentage, 27th, the average, 0.231, tied for 28th. That is atrocious. And sadly, Aaron Boone, the manager, he has no choice but to put these guys out there because of their pay, because of their stature, veteran core lineup that can't come through. And meanwhile, back to Talion, the history he made, he becomes the first former Yankee to pitch eight plus innings and allow no more than one hit in a game at Yankee Stadium, old or new. That is crazy. Crazy. And not only was it, again, the Yankees' first ever home loss to the Cubs, it was also their first loss against them overall since May 20th of 2014. I mean, I still wish that Talion was still with us, honestly. You know, it was sad to see him go and Jordan Montgomery. I believe that those guys should still be with us. <laughs> uh, Talion also is the first pitcher with at least eight innings pitched and one or fewer hits allowed on the road at Yankee Stadium since the Orioles' Daniel Cabrera in 2006. And only two other pitchers have done this since 1990. Bartolo Colon in 2000, and Pedro Martinez back in 1999. 
Again, just more insanity. <laughs> more ensuing insanity. But again, thankfully, the Yankees have righted the ship. They get the victory. Uh, Armand takes to the mound tomorrow. Hopefully, he'll have the stuff to secure and procure the win for the Yankees so they could go into the MLB All-Star break, you know, on a winning note. I know Cole is. I know he's feeling great about that. So, yes, Domingo Armand, show me what you got. And this is also another stat about the Yankees. That the 21 games by an opposing starter going seven-plus innings and allowing two earned runs or fewer is the most in Major League Baseball. So that means 21 times this season, an opposing starter has gone seven-plus innings and allowed two earned runs or less. Second most is by the Oakland Athletics. They have 16. You've got to be kidding me. That is terrible. And not only is it terrible, but the Yankees in that 3-0 loss, they wasted the performance of Carlos Rodon making his MLB debut for the Yankees. Completely overshadowed. He went five and one-thirds innings, four hits, two earned run, two walks, and two Ks. But when the Yankees' offense isn't on, it isn't on. And the problem is, is that it's consistently the entire lineup. I've already given props to people like, you know, IKF, Volpe, McKinney, well, Bowers, he's gone. But the high-priced hitters have to step up. Volpe today, 0 for 3. Rizzo, 1 for 4. Bader, again, with the two-run double, timely hitting there, 1 for 4. LeMayu, 1 for 4. Josh Donaldson, uh, 1 for 3, the solo home run. And 10 of his 14 hits have been home runs. Let's not also forget that there was a stretch where the Yankees were 0-6 or 0-7 when Josh Donaldson hit a home run. Absolutely insane. But let's see what tomorrow holds for the Yankees. Uh, I believe they said that they might go with a combination of Armand and Clark Smith in case Armand, you know, isn't working with, isn't working or struggles. So we shall see. Uh, for the Cubs, it'll be right-handed pitcher Kyle Hendricks. All right. So we'll see. Armand's ERA is... Uh, 4.52 compared to Kyle Hendricks, ERA of 2.64. All right. Oh, and also they're saying, uh, Aaron Judge is saying that he's still deciding if he's going to go to the All-Star game in Seattle or if he'll just stay here in New York to get treatment. Hopefully he'll make the trip. I mean, like the fans like myself did vote him in. And of course, he's under no obligation to go. And I'm watching UFC prelims, and someone just got knocked the hell out. Hold on. Wow. Dude just tapped his jaw and dropped him. Caught him flush on the face. Okay, bear with me. Oh. Oh. 
overhand right just clocked him right on the face. Oh God, the guy the guy is actually still on the mat. Yeah, UFC 290, the prelims. Oh my God. Whew. Okay, he's sitting up. Wow, that was truly a lights out performance. So yeah, because the Yankees played early, I'm doing UFC prelims, getting ready for UFC 290. Big card tonight, which I will, uh, well, okay, yeah, Vol Volkanovski versus Rodriguez, and then we have Moreno versus Pantoja, too, so yeah, today's going to be a great night, two title fights, that's what I'm here for, but what I'm also here for is to talk about what I'm also here for, okay, excuse me, sorry, mic check, mic check. What I'm also here to talk about is yesterday, the HBCU Swingman Classic, the brainchild of Ken Griffey Jr., the American League defeated the National League 4-3, and that's great because I represent the American League, but what made this game, this Swingman Classic, this exhibition game, a thing of beauty is that if you do or don't know HBCU, the acronym spells Historically Black Colleges and Universities, 50 players across 17 HBCU colleges and universities were selected. And again, Ken Griffey Jr. giving back to African-Americans with this wonderful exhibition game with the All-Star Game, being in Seattle, he played for the Seattle Mariners, and you know, who doesn't want to see, who doesn't want to hear Ken Griffey Jr. speaking, and hearing him with Harold Reynolds, and all the other great legendary players, African American men of color, CeCe Sabathia, you know, part of the um, uh, Black Aces, you know, those are dominant African American pitchers, it's a very prestigious club, excuse me, but just learning so much knowledge, hearing all of these coaches and managers talking about their time playing with Willie Mays and Hank Aaron, like it was just really a sight to behold. It's a beautiful thing to see. I've talked about it multiple, numerous times, less than 10% of African-Americans make up Major League Baseball. Uh, the African-American community back in the days with the Negro Leagues really helped develop the growth and the popularity of Major League Baseball, which over the course of time has been decimated because everybody goes to, has gone abroad now, right? Japan, Cuba, the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Mexico. And I give it up for the Latino community because the Latino community back in the day with the Negro Leagues where they would play to get paid for doing what they love. You know, I'm all for it. But black and brown people, I should say, are being are coming together and being given this beautiful platform by Ken Griffey Jr., who when asked about why he started it, he says, my dad gave back to baseball, it's now my turn. That's his reason for spearheading the inaugural HBCU Swingman Classic. 
which is great. Powered by the MLB, MLB PA Youth Development Foundation. And all these young men got to have their skill set showcased for the world to see. Another thing that King Griffey Jr. made mention of was the fact that, you know, uh, he was aware of like, you know, when others being, you know, white people were told, you know, if they don't get to go to the pros, you know, what other career options would they have as a choice? But that same option wasn't given or put forward to African-American men. And now that's about to change. And that's great. Especially with, you know, MLB changing the rules for the first time in over 50 years. It's great to see these young men doing their thing and representing. Uh, let me see. I also got some other stuff here. Uh, King Griffey Jr., you know, talking about his childhood growing up, obviously, the son of a baseball player. He talked about the access to different things he had. He said he knew from the age of 10 that he was going to follow in his father's footsteps and hearing him talk about, you know, the importance of using wooden bats versus aluminum bats in, um, which they use primarily in college and how he said he literally went through hundreds of wooden bats of his father's bats. <laughs> and of course, you know, a lot of the reason is economics, the economics behind baseball. You know, a lot of African-American families can't provide or come up with that kind of money on a consistent basis, you know, and they're talking about numbers of minimum $40,000 a year or a season to make it to the big time, which honestly, the path is easier for basketball and football, you know, like Colin Murray, for example, right? Two-way athlete, he was given the keys to the Arizona Cardinals, which they will regret because he's definitely uh, overrated and it won't play out <laughs> the way they think it will. So, you know, sad but true. But back to the game uh, for the American League. We had the game MVP, Randy Flores, and the American League pitcher, this young man, Xavier Meacham, who started and was just blowing fastballs down the middle. Uh, but again, back to Ken Griffey Jr. You know, he said he called Nike about the idea that he had and they took care of him. You know, they thanked him for what he's done for them. And they were more than happy. Like the uniforms for both teams were, fi were fire. You know, got the patch on the uh, left and right arm sleeve. The crowd, the crowd was very engaging. You know, you had the bands out there. As an African-American man, I was very happy to see that. And I, I'm sure the viewership was good. Well, I'm not too sure about the numbers on that. Um, there's also a young man, Brazel Kawan, who won the T-Mobile Impact Award, celebrating a player's commitment to being a leader on and off the field and in their communities. That's great, man. And then seeing Ken Griffey in the dugout between the American and National League, interviewing them, and they're talking to Harold Reynolds. Again, Ken Griffey Jr., the kid. Like, who doesn't want to hear all of his baseball knowledge and his life knowledge? 
that's really a great thing to see, honestly. And you know what? My in closing will be uh, some quotes here from two of the young men. One of them, Lawrence Q. Noble, University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff. To the kids out there, never stop working and never give up. Sometimes it's about the grind and not the shine. You have to really put in for what you want. And these young men out there on the Major League Baseball field, yeah, man, I'm all about it. And then we have one from uh, Keanu Jacobs Hussard, Grambling State University. This is one of the best experiences of my life so far. I grew up watching King Griffey Jr. and hearing his name. So now to be a part of history playing in the first HBCU Swingman Classic is a great experience for me. Uh, he's representing his country, his home country of St. Martin. So yeah, Ken Griffey Jr., this is what philanthropy in sports looks like. The profound ability to have a major effect and literally change people's lives with an experience that they might not have gotten or received at all. Like they're talking about people at combines, you know, picking 150 to 200, and there's another 300 people who you won't even get to see. The game of baseball, Negro Leagues, HBCU, we finally have a pioneer to help us get back into the game. Thank you very much, Sports Fans Nationwide, for tuning in. Until next time, Lex Anderson, signing out.